What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the coffee shop for another episode of Coffee Shop Sports. It's been a little bit since you've heard from us, had some stuff going on in the personal life, but we are back and at it, back with the NFL season. I'm here today with my co-host, Kevin. How are you doing today, Kevin? Kevin? Doing phenomenal, bro. Just happy to be back in the coffee shop, man. I missed you. I missed chopping it up about fantasy football, chopping it up about sports in general. We got basketball around the corner, Zach. I think we might have to mm-hmm. bake some basketball segments into our next couple episodes. But for now, man, I'm just ready to dive in on this spooky themed episode that we have today. Definitely, man. We're about to get to a heavy sports season. You know, NHL's back up. Basketball's coming around the corner. NFL's in full swing. Baseball's there, too. Don't watch much of it myself, but it's I'm there. It's sports yeah. season that yeah. time of year. Hell yeah. Well, other season it is, is it's spooky season because it's October, which means this is going to be a little bit of a spooky episode today for everybody. <laughs> uh, starting off with our first sip in honor of spooky season, we got some themed first sip questions today. First off, we have our movie monster question which is who's your movie monster that always comes back for one last scare. And for us, that means a preseason take that we thought was dead, but it's going to come back for one last scare at the end of the movie. What you got for me, Kev? Who's your, who's your movie monster? Yeah, so I, the way I see the movie monster thing, right, there's two, there's two ways that this can go, right, Zach? There's the scream, right, where they're dead, and you think they're dead, and you're like, oh, this take is dead in the water. Boom, they scare you. They come back. They have one last dart throw before they retire into the night, before the double tap happens. Um, and then there's the the monster winning, right? There's the Halloween. You look over the balcony, and there is no Michael Myers. So if we're going over our last scare that uh, the monster wins or, or they have a scare in them, my take that I thought might have been dead in the water early in the year that seems to be the surviving movie monster, the M- Michael Myers over the balcony, is the take that Justin Herbert is overrated. And unfortunately, I wanted to be wrong as much as anybody. But dude, we all watched that Monday night football game against the Cowboys. We saw that offense put up 17 grisly, grimy, disgusting points with Austin Eckler back, with a healthy Keenan Allen. Quentin Johnston is doing cardio, basically. So Zach, you know, I want to be wrong about Herbert. And, you know, I think for the most part, He's looked pretty good this year. I thought the the, the I thought I was going to kill the movie monster. I thought I was going to win. But I looked over the balcony and I saw that horrible overthrow to Keenan Allen on the sidelines that would have won them the game. And my take of Justin Herbert not being top 5 is is still alive and the sequel is coming. And the sequel is the rest of the season and we'll see. Yeah, that Monday night game was rough. Um we charted it at reception perception with our quarterback stuff and it was it was bad on stats too. Like it wasn't just bad on tape. He had some egregious missed throws. It just didn't look like Justin Herbert out there for me. It felt like we'd got a different quarterback throughout the season. And then on Monday night, it was just gross. Um, for fantasy wise, still did fine. He's putting it up for fantasy points yeah. in real life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. You lose Mike Williams. He still sowed flashes of magic. That sidearm throw to Austin Eckler was a beautiful throw. Yeah. I'll give some credit to Dallas's pass rush. They, they are still yeah. elite. They have a great defense. Um, I think Kansas City this week will be a good test of like, was that just a, a flash in the pan of bad Herbert? Because Kansas City has a good defense too. It's they're they're no joke. So if he comes back out, 
and puts on regular Justin Herbert again, I'm good. I feel more confident. It was just a flash in the pan. If we see him struggle again with accuracy, then I'm, I'm on board with you. It could be a little more dicey throughout the season. So I think to, this week will be a good test because then he's got Chicago and then the Jets, also another good defense. So we'll get to see it in the next couple of weeks, whether or not whether or not you're right or not. So Yeah, and I, I don't want to be. a good test above. I, I've said that time and time you again. You want to be know. a little bit. I, I guess oh, the ego, yeah, but like the, the fan in me, the NFL fan, it's the NFL's better when there's more top dogs, man. You know, I love seeing, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't always looked the part, but the Eagles are coasting. I mean, I know they did just lose a game, but they're 5-1. and one. It's not a pretty 5-1. and one. But we have Jalen Hurts. We have Lamar Jackson. He's doing what Lamar Jackson does. He's entertaining this year. He's not exactly again. Not nobody really setting the world on fire outside of the usual suspects. Uh, Mahomes, even Mahomes is Allen on a down year. Burrow. He's not having to do as much. I'd say yeah. Jalen Hurts out of that group has been underperforming the most for me as I agree. actual quarterback play. Yeah. Um, but but it's just kind of been a little slower in the NFL. I think. Yeah. There's been the least touchdowns scored this season since 2010. So yeah. it's just kind of not not as firecrackery as we've been used to the last couple of years. Yeah, a bit of a disappointment. So, Zach, tell me, out of all of your preseason takes, what is the Michael Myers? It's shot down. You you think it's dead in the water. You're ready to accept defeat. And then they and then they you look over the edge and they're gone. They're, they're, this take lives on. What Which one is it for you? So mine's a little on the on the plus side. So I'm on the monster side here. Okay. Is that everybody thought he's dead. You're good. You're safe. And then he comes back and wins. Yeah. And that for me is Deontay Johnson. Hey, there was so let's much go. hate on the preseason. I was so, so bullish on him of having a good year. He was my bold take leading the Steelers. And that's actually the take that I think is still alive here is that Deontay Johnson could still lead the Steelers in touchdown passes when he comes back surprisingly he was out what four weeks five weeks well four weeks total and no one on the team has more than two touchdowns so all he has to do is catch up two touchdowns and he's on pace to lead Fryermuth is back he's a good good Not chance to week. lead them in touchdowns as well i yeah. thought Fryermuth is healthy he was supposed to be it's a tweaked hamstring practice today out oh brutal okay. it's so brutal well, it's sickening Deontay. R.I.P. Fryermuth drafters. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. It's me. I'm starting. Yeah. Anyone, so R.I.P. Exactly. Fix my lineup real quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, listen. That's even more fire. Deontay should be back this week. Yep. I fully expect him to lead the team in targets from here on out. Uh, Pickens has been good, not great. He's had flashes. He's had long touchdowns, but I don't think he stepped into that dominant. 12 target role like everybody was expecting with Deontay out so I think he can come back from the IR from the hamstring injury have a little resurgence and still lead this team in touchdowns I love the take Zach and you know it's so funny because ultimately I feel like you and I with Deontay we it's the kind of thing where it's like we're both on the same side it's always been a same team kind of thing like I love Deontay too we the the levels with which we loved him varied and that kind of led to some conflict between us but I feel like I have always been a believer that at his draft cost this year, there was no reason not to have Deontay Johnson on every fantasy roster that you had. And the injury sucked and it killed a couple teams. It's, it's definitely slowed down. Uh, I had, I drafted him in a dynasty super flex startup this year and uh, him, Nick Chubb and Anthony Richardson are holding it down on my IR right now. Jeez. Let me tell you um, that is a, that's an, inf- that's an infirmary right there, but it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, it's a dynasty. It's a long, long play. I'm still three and three. I'm going to keep fighting. 
Um, but I couldn't agree more that Deontay Johnson will have a resurgent second half. I don't see. I don't know if he gets to the double-digit touchdowns that you predicted, but I could see six to eight, and I could also see him getting I'm up in the. Moving it to leading it. I'm moving it to like he it. just leads the I like team it. in touchdown we can, catches. We can, yeah, we can move the bar a little bit. We can move the goalposts like a little 80% bit on that resurgence. Thing. I like that. Um, so, so I'm I'm with it, Zach. I, I love it, and that's your must. Uh, your your Michael Myers monster take. You're looking over the edge, and Deontay Johnson, who we thought was over the balcony, is gone. Um, coming back. I haven't seen anything back. from. Anybody else on this Steelers team to say that they were a better receiver than Deontay. And I think they've been yeah. missing that. I think they've mm-hmm. been missing their go-to target. Yeah. And I think that'll help pick it a lot coming back. It's just having someone to rely on. And I'm glad you bring it up too uh, because I feel like this is a good time for me to make a comparison. I think George Pickens is the Gabe Davis of that team. You know, He's not meant to lead the team in targets. No. He's not meant to go you know, eight for 120. He's not that player. He's one of the flashiest contested catch receivers in the NFL. Maybe not yeah. best. He still drops a lot of them. Yeah. But yeah. when he catches them, they're dope. They're and he'll make catches. those. He'll make those big plays. He'll make those athletic plays. He'll have those spike weeks for fantasy football. He'll have the, he'll have those, you know, twenty five point games. But he'll also but have he just as many, three for, you know, twenty games as well. Like you know, it's just he needs his Stephon Diggs on the other side, right. which is needs it. Deontay Johnson in this. I offense. agree. I agree. So my next. Uh, movie monster moment, Zach, that I'm going to bring up is I'm talking Scream here, okay? Now, this is... For those of you who haven't seen Scream, it's an absolute cinematic masterpiece. Spoiler alert. It's very meta. There's a lot of jokes about, oh, well, this is the part where... And then it happens. So for this movie monster, Zach, that I'm going to be bringing up, this is a movie monster who the fantasy community at large has taken their victory lap on. The fantasy community at large has said, this this monster is dead. We can wrap this thing up. And then the nerd character says, this is where the killer comes back for one last scare. And then the character, you know, he, he raises from the dead, scares everybody. I think that the, that the victory lap and the perceived killing of this fantasy take is going to face a scare of a lifetime this weekend. And I think the people who were dancing on the grave of Jameer Gibbs RB1 hopes are going to get a scare this weekend because Jameer Gibbs is the only warm body in Detroit's backfield right now. And I think that that could lead to a huge, huge game. Uh, Craig Reynolds is questionable. I think he'll probably play, but he'll be limited. Uh, Montgomery's out. I think Jameer Gibbs, the, 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 this uh, word from Dan Campbell today was that he's going to be seeing a load of touches. That word sounds really promising, Zach. So, Please, please, please give me my Jameer Gibbs movie monster moment where he isn't dead, wakes up, freaks everybody out. I don't want him to go right back to sleep. I don't want to double tap. I want to see him wake up and then have a Michael Myers. I want to see him run off and be in the sequel. But that remains to be seen. But I am forecasting a huge scare for the doubters of Jameer Gibbs this weekend. My dynasty team would be much appreciative if it could happen. Uh, you you know I've always been on the David Montgomery side of of this year, and it's and it's right. He's it, out this week. Yeah, yeah, it's fair to it's fair to. I'm not saying those people are wrong. I'm just saying it might be a little premature. But Montgomery think, has looked the part of RB one. It looked great in Detroit. Yeah, I, we saw Gibbs get the lead share against Atlanta, and not do much with it. 80 yards rushing was great. He had a good clip, but it wasn't nothing anything special. Honestly, didn't get the receiving work that he should have got. Atlanta slows the game down a lot. They are great against the run, so it was not a good spot for him to smash. 
this week, Carolina, not Carolina, sorry. Detroit. Um, no, or Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore on the other hand, Detroit. an electric defense, but surprisingly, middle of the pack against running backs, and more importantly, have led the league in yards allowed receiving to running backs. So Gibbs is in the spot. You know, if he can, even if Craig Reynolds is there, he should be taking some of the grunt work away. I still worry about him vulturing touchdowns, but if if Gibbs has a time to do what he does best, which is the receiving game, the kind of electric game, this is the time to show it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they keep Montgomery out next week as well, because there's only one more week before the bye. So you should have two weeks of Gibbs being the lead dog, so we get to see what he's got. I'd love for it to happen. I think once Montgomery's back, they go back to that role they were in, and it becomes murkier. But you may have two weeks of a Frankenstein-type performance of him just <laughs> blowing down doors. And I'd love That's to see it I need. because I need, I need it. it. <laughs> I need it too, dude. I have a league. I was just telling you, I have a league. I drafted him and Olave in the second and third. So I can't really afford to you know, watch these guys drag their feet anymore, man. I need this to be I need this to be the Frankenstein moment. I need this to be the sequel. The, 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 what do they call it when it's three? The, the treequel? Uh, I know it's a trilogy, but I, I wish yeah. there was a cool word for it. There's prequel, sequel. That, let's start. Let's start trequel. You down? Tre- the I like trilogy. I think it's a it's cool trilogy. word. It just doesn't rhyme though. Um, the, anyways, this do, is the last of the. Do three. you have one more movie monster for us, Zach, or is it time for us to move on? Um, I didn't understand on the show doc what you meant by this one. Do you so now? I do now. I think it's kind of similar to what we did for the first one. Yeah. We're like kind of that last scare coming back different. type thing. Yeah. Um, so I was not prepared for the question because my answer was actually going to be David Montgomery. Because in the oh, show doc, you, had, he's, you called me a madman moment. Ooh, for That was my take was he yeah. was going to be the guy. Yeah. But he called me a madman. I love that. Um, I'm not so mad at it's that. Kind of dead in the water, I'd say. Um, I love it. But for kind of what you have, and it's going to be a little bit closer to home here, uh, would be... Calvin Ridley for me is mm. my my scare is that we got a, a one catch performance last night for five yards. Um, Marshawn Lattimore is playing his best football of his career this year going under the water. But I think people are a little too down on Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to be a boom bust player, which mm. we hoped he wasn't. But I still think there's going to be a lot of booms in the future. I think they are going to see what happened in the fourth quarter where they didn't get Ridley involved enough. And then when they just randomly started throwing him the ball, it wasn't working because they've been out of it all game. I think there is a closer gap between him and Kirk than people thought there was going to be. But I think that's fine. If people are really down on Ridley and think he's like a wide receiver 3-4 at this point in time, I'd be going out and buying it because I think he's going to have plenty of boom weeks left in the season. I love it, man. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have the stones for that. Like, I'm not going to go out and get them. Um, and I luckily, I guess, luckily, I didn't get a ton of shares um, just because his draft cost just got, I told you, I always liked Ridley, but his draft cost was just a little bit, a little bit wonky for me for a guy coming back from a year-long suspension. Um, but that's fantasy football. You have to call your shot. And I'm not mad at anybody who did. And I don't think anybody who did is wrong for holding. I don't think anybody's wrong for buying. I don't think anybody's wrong for selling. I think Calvin Ridley, there's enough of a scar there. There's enough of a, of a deep wound there that I don't blame anybody for pivoting, even if it might be perceived as too early or emotional. I think it's a very okay time to pivot with what we've seen. I think if you're going to pivot, pivot 
after next week when they play the Steelers. Yeah, you the want Steelers a better game. Are horrible against outside wide receivers dead last in the league against outside wide receivers yeah. that's all they have ridley doing in this week you got to see kirk shine in the slot a little bit next week you'll have a better game if you still want to pivot after that week then go make the move but don't sell him after five yards you're just not going to get what you want back yeah you're probably right honestly this is probably not the time to do it but i do think i mean just see what the value is you know i, I don't hate anybody just going out there you know sleeper has the trade block I don't hate throwing them up there and just seeing what sort of, you know, seeing if you get any nibbles. You know, I, I did that early in the season. I almost pivoted off of Drake London, and I'm glad I didn't now, but I got some pretty solid offers for Drake London. That's my concern with Ridley, though, is if, if after week one where Drake London got the goose and you were like, throw him on the block, you're yeah. probably not getting back what you would have got if you did it now after 148 yards. Yeah. Even though you were terrified after that week one, and he came back and he was fine. Yeah. I think you could see a little bit of that with Ridley. They've got the bye coming up soon. I think he's more involved in the second half of the season. They gotta. They have to. Honestly, they have to use him more. Can we talk about the Jags have not hit their potential and they're still five and two right now? This offense hasn't clicked all the way yet, and they're five and two. And they've yeah. been leading a lot of these games. I mean, they were up large against Indy, up against Atlanta, up against Buffalo, Buffalo and yeah, London, Buffalo, up so against Indy again, and then they were up by a lot in this game too. So they really weren't throwing the ball the way they should. I think as we get into those more competitive game strips in the end of the year, you'll see Ridley a little more involved. Yeah, I like that, man. I think that's a good call on your movie monster. We got our movie monsters wrapped up, Zach. And this is this is going to be a really exciting segment, man. Everybody loves fall. It's uh, To me, it's the best season. I don't think that can even be debated personally. Some people will. I'm a winter guy myself. I'm a winter yeah, guy. Yeah, winter's Easy. cool. You're, well, you like to ski, right? You're from Colorado. You know, I love my snow. Yeah. It makes sense. I, I get it. I'm, I'm not judging. I'm from upstate New York where winter is dangerous, so I don't love winter as much. But um, fall, the prettiest colors, some of the best foods, some of the best flavors, best smells. We're going to get into our fantasy football players as f- fall foods, flavors, this, that, and the third, Zach. Are you ready, brother? I'm ready. Do you want me to start off with the first one? Yeah, kick us off, man. Let's do it, man. We're going to start off traditional, start off classic. When I think of fall at an orchard, with that, you know that crisp in the air when you get that first fall crisp? In L.A., there's no leaves falling. It but when happen. I think, I think that crisp, you get those leaves falling, and all I want to do is hold a nice warm apple cider in yep. my hands. Hoodie weather. As soon as I cut the hoodie weather. Oh. So it's just a classic, reliable, great so my apple cider of fantasy football is Adam Thielen. Oh, let's go. I love that, man. That's a good because pick. Back in Minnesota, Thielen was Mr. Consistency. Yep. Broke the record for straight 100 yard games. I think he had 11 one year. He was as consistent as you get for his lineup. Last year, had a rough year. We saw Justin Jefferson take the reins there. You thought Adam Thielen was dead. He got kicked to the curb. But this year, he's back, and he's just as reliable as ever. After week one, he's getting double-digit targets. Bryce Young is using him all over the field. He's got four touchdowns in four straight games. That, my friend, is a warm cup of apple cider, and I love me some Adam Thielen, and I hope it can keep going. Oh, dude, I love the pick, man. And, you know, you you took the traditional thing, literally. You went vintage with your player oh, and your vintage. and your flavor. I like it, man. I, I, I love Thielen. And um, you talked about Jefferson being his running mate. Great running mate. Um, I'm going to actually pick for for my hot apple cider. Uh, Thielen's former running mate. 
And I'm talking about Stefan Diggs. Um, this man, Zach, is almost 30 years old. And I keep hearing about this cliff, this wide receiver cliff. I know that it's going to happen at some point. I'm not delusional. But, man, every single fantasy team that I've ever drafted Stefan Diggs on, I've never regretted it. He is so consistent. Listen to this, Zach. Five out of the six weeks of this NFL season, Stefan Diggs is a top 15 wide receiver. Three out of the six weeks, he's a top six fantasy wide receiver, Zach. His one game where he was outside of the top 15 was seven receptions for 67 yards. I'm not mad at that. It wasn't good enough to be, you know, any sort of a flashy fantasy wide receiver finish, but Zach, there that's his dip. That's his floor. Is seven for 67. I, I just have so much love for the player, you know, as a Bills fan and as a person who's drafted Stefan Diggs, old reliable, three years in a row on some team or another. I've always had exposure and I've never, ever, ever regretted it. He is my hot, warm apple cider. And I'll throw some whipped cream on it. I love it, man. Surprisingly, those two players right now are comparable. Yeah. Um, Thielen's been in the top 15 three of his last five games one of them was 16 so i'll give him the nudge that maybe he did it in four of the last five games and his down game was seven receptions for 76 yards and he ended up as wide receiver 20 on the week somehow with 15 fantasy points but dude those two guys just two peas in a pod x Vikings players nope great good to go what's your you know speaking of this obviously digs top five wide receiver the rest of the season yeah. What's your heat check on Thielen right now? You know, because he's mm. wide receiver three on the year. Yeah. He's on his bye right now. They've had a coast of the most beautiful matchups for wide receiver. I mean, New Orleans, Seattle, Minnesota, Detroit, Miami are all bottom 10 against opposing wide receivers, mainly because they've been getting torched by Adam Thielen. Yeah. But coming out of the bye, they got Houston, touch matchup, and then Indianapolis, Chicago, Dallas, and then Tennessee. He's not looking too bad. I don't see anybody else taking away from him. What do, what's your heat check here? Where's he at for you? Yeah, man. No, I appreciate the question because I do have some exposure to Thielen as well. And what's been really hard for me is knowing when to hold him and when to sell him in Dynasty because I got some pretty good offers for Thielen. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, like, if it's not a King's Ransom, I'm not trading Adam Thielen right now. If you're a competitive team, it's so worth it to hold on to him. He's got chemistry with Bryce Young. He had chemistry with Andy Dalton. I think there's no way at this point in time you can move on from Adam Thielen. He's just too he's just too consistent this year. If it's redraft, um, I might be buying. I might be looking into buying. I'm not very afraid of the slate that you talked about of matchups. They're not, you know, it's not crazy. And he is the, the Honestly, passing offense. They were they're kind of good matchups for wide receivers. There's too. a couple only, in there that only are two dicey. of those teams were above the 15 against yeah. wide receivers. So yeah, but I, I'm 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 fully either holding or buying. Um, Zach, what about you? I've I've been struggling with it. Um, honestly, I know he's kind of still ranked on a lot of sites in that in that back half of like wide receiver 24 to 36. For dynasty, he's been maybe, out, but not for playing not for redraft. A lot of that's, places still have him. That's there. low. No, so let me fading. give you some names because I, I mean, if you're moving him, you're probably not moving him for a wide receiver uh, unless maybe you, you think you can get a plus move. Uh, so let me give you two wide receivers and three running backs. You tell me if you know. Hell yeah. Them. I love this game. One this up. or that. Okay. Adam Thielen, Brandon Ayuk. 
I think I would take Adam Thielen. There's just, there's Adam just Thielen? too many mouths to feed in San Francisco right now. And, you know, we've seen the Kittle weeks and the, and the Debo weeks, and there's always going to be McCaffrey weeks. I feel like Thielen just is Carolina's offense right now. So personally, I'd go Thielen. How about you, Zach? I think on that side, I'm still on that Uke. Debo's okay. probably out this week. McCaffrey's a little banged up. Yeah. I think he's kind of going to be the guy. And they have a really nice schedule for wide receivers. Over and I do think Ayuk is still a great play rest of season. I just That's just how high I am on Thielen. Okay, let me move down a little bit as well. Um, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen. Two <sighs> I have in the to, back half of their go careers. Got to go with Keenan Allen. He is just – he's a PPR monster. He's getting touchdowns this year, like – very very exciting to see what Adam Thiel or Keelan Allen's turned into. I'm I'm, he's like a top, you know, seven to ten option for me rest of season. I think he's sitting one spot behind Keenan Allen, but he's already gone through his bye week, so just a little bit tougher the matchups coming up. But yeah, I think he's kind of the number one on that. Would, and, would you and take really, Keenan Allen the, or? I would too. It's yeah, the Bryce Young to Justin Herbert conversation. Right. I'd obviously rather have Herbert throwing the ball. Yeah. All right, let's go to running backs. A little, a little tougher. I'm gonna be like looking this. in the like, eighteen to twelve range of running back. Yeah, yeah. So, Adam Thielen, Aaron Jones. That is so freaking hard, Zach. That is so freaking hard. I'm it's not really you easy. So it's honestly team dependent. Over here. To be honest, it's team dependent. Like I, I think if, like, I think. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I'm gonna say it. Adam Thielen. Um, Aaron Jones's health has been a little inconsistent. The Packers' offense has been a little inconsistent. We have week one-itis with Aaron Jones, and I'm going to bring up another player that we have week one-itis a little later on in this episode that we have to remember that Aaron Jones hasn't put it together for any sort of a consistent stretch at all this season. He has an incredibly high ceiling, and running backs are so valuable, but Adam Thielen, I don't see him dipping below a wide receiver, you know, 12 to 18 rest of season, so I think I'm going to have to stick with the consistency of Thielen. What about you? No, I love it, man. I think, like you said, team dependent. Um, but I think I'd go on Aaron Jones for the running. I just I'm a little surprised by that. I feel like you've always been a little lower on him. I I am a little lower on him, but I think they need him in that offense badly. Um, and like AJ Dillon has play. shown me absolutely nothing that he's going to take over that role. So yeah. nice, no, rough. Well, I think I just want the running back. I think I can find ten points a week on the waiver with wide receiver. I don't think I can do that with an RB. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. I, you know, I thought hard about it. Okay, and then one more running back for you. This one, I think I know what you're going to answer, but I want to know. He's been dominating, but he's a little hurt right now. I'll give you a twofer, actually, because I think they're both in a really similar situation. Yeah. Adam Thielen or Devon Achan and Kyron Williams. Both of those running backs in top five when they're playing easily, getting mass amounts of touches or mass amounts of touchdowns, but they're out for at least the next three, four weeks for both of them. Wait, Kyron's on IR? Not on IR. They've been debating putting him on IR. Oh, I they said didn't he's know expected that. I think Kyron might be like 11. a week or two. 11. That's what they initially said. But they said he's probably going to stay out till their bye, which is week 10. Oh, so like got that. week 11, Kyron. You're probably missing about four weeks for both of them. You're coming back in the same week. What's your thoughts? You taking, you know, the, I, you taking the points yeah. or do you want the RB yeah. down the stretch? No, you know I love A-Chan, and so this is really hard for me, but I, I can't take a player who's going to miss four games. I don't care how good they'll be down the stretch. Plus, A-Chan, this is his rookie year, so we don't even know what kind of health he's going to have anyways. Like, you know, this is his second injury where he's had to miss time, in actually third, I believe. So, you know, I'm not really – I love him, and I'll always – he's got a spot on every roster I ever have. 
but I'll take the consistency and the reliability of Thielen right now for the rest of the season. So if it's a redraft and you have a chan, I might go. I might go try to flip him for for Thielen. Um, yeah, you need and, some juice. And Kyron, if he's really out till week eleven, I would do the same thing. I, I thought harder about Kyron because I thought he was supposed to come back as early as week eight. But if if it's ah, if it's that dicey, you know, coaches they're right. liars. You never know yeah. when he's out for it, how long for. Yeah. If but it's, it's that looking dicey, worse than we thought, yeah, I can't do it. Thielen for right. both. What about you? You're not getting off that easy. <laughs> you know, I would take. I wanted to say I'd take HN because he's just so electric in that so offense. Um, he looks like, but it would like depend Jamal on my Charles. record. If I'm anything three and three or lower, I'm taking Thielen. If you're four two five one six zero, I'm taking HN. I, can, I, can and I think that. I think I'd take Thielen over Kyron just because I think. His load was unsustainable. They're going to have other running backs that they'll give the ball to on the roster. I don't think he'll come back and be getting the amount of touches he had that was making him so valuable. Yeah. So I think he might come back and be a little lower than what he was. So if I'm selling based off of what he was, I think I'd rather take Thielen. I love it, dude. Well, that was an unbelievably excellent and in-depth dive into hot apple cider. Mr. Zach, the trendy new age Hot coffee, got to turn into iced coffee. Hot chocolate, got to turn. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Oh, dude, you know it's it's the the way I the way I worded it. It's I worded it as iced apple cider, but it's actually. I mean, well, you've had cold apple cider before, right? You're. I guess. I was yeah. going to say they have it in the jugs. They sell it at. You know, I bought some at I Target. I warm it up when I you when warm I get that up? from the store. I warm it up. Yeah, you're I make some a, hot apple psycho. cider. No, what's dude, wrong with that? Cold apple That's cider. That's just apple is cider. So fire, bro. No, iced apple cider is so fire, and that's what I'm saying. So see, clearly I'm we have not the tra- it. We have the traditionalist over it. here. We got the old head talking about I want my coffee hot, and I'm over here with the with the with the zoomers drinking my iced coffee, iced apple cider. It's a, it's the it's the new hotness, Zach. It's 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 not it's not tried and true. It's not old. It's not old reliable. It's not traditional. It's a new aged. Who is taking that leap into apple cider glory? But they're newer. I like it. Do you want me to go or do you yeah, want no, to please. teed up? Okay. You're going to like this one. I, I think it still stands, even though I don't think I've had iced apple cider. Or, I, I you know, Luisa will probably fact Cold check me after this show. Like, we had it here. Mm-hmm. I'll try it this season. I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, My iced apple cider is DeAndre Swift. Mm. I think. I can dig that. We got to forget Lions, DeAndre Swift of old, hated by the coaches, always a little banged up. Uh, I want to remember DeAndre Swift out of college, the super talented runner, receiver, who was supposed to be a high workload player because that's the DeAndre Swift we have. And to me, he's like LaShawn McCoy resurging back in the NFL for the Eagles. He's looked great. He's been one of the most consistent running backs of the year. Everybody's expecting the wheels to fall off, including myself waiting, waiting for that injury, waiting for the Eagles to have a timeshare in the back. They're not. It's DeAndre Swift behind the best offensive line in the NFL. Get rid of Lions, DeAndre Swift. He's not that guy who's hated by his coaching staff. He's DeAndre Swift with a zero on his back, running eight <laughs> yards before he's getting touched. Yeah. It's a different DeAndre Swift. This is new DeAndre Swift. I think he's a top 12 running back rest of season behind that offensive line. And you know what? I fully expect the Eagles to re-sign him at the end of this year. I think he's going to hit 1,000 rushing yards. And you know what? LaShawn McCoy gave him his seal of approval on speak, said he was going to get 1,000 rushing yards, and I doubted it this year. I said, you don't know what you're talking about. 
It's going to be a committee. Rashad Penny's going to be in there. He's not. No. I think he signs back. I think you yeah. have a new age DeAndre Swift. I think it's time to embrace it. I love it, man. I think that's such a good pick, man. And and that is Ice Apple Cider right there, bro. You don't know, apparently. You don't know the glory, but you will in time. Um, I absolutely love the pick of DeAndre Swift for Ice Apple Cider. Um, my pick, it's going to be, it's, I'm going a little deeper in the barrel here, right? Because, you know, if we're talking fall treats, cold apple cider is probably a top five, right? So I'm not going, I'm not going RB1. I'm not going wide receiver one, but I'm going to a player who is well known in the NFL. He's, he's, he's been around for a second. This isn't his first year. I don't even think it's his second year, but this player, Zach, I think has a very good chance to, with his chemistry that he has with his new quarterback i think nico collins is going to be a special special fantasy football asset and he's my pick for iced apple cider four out of his six games he's top 28 two out of his six games he's top four so that's that ceiling potential those ceiling plays that we didn't know would happen with cj stroud right off the bat but they're happening they have real chemistry and i think if he can just level out i've mentioned this to you before him and Tank Dell for a while were doing the um, I'm going to have a good game, then you're going to have a good game. Nico's kind of smoothed out a little bit. I, I feel like every single Sunday when I'm watching Red Zone, I'm getting the, the sleeper notification because I have Nico on one of my sleeper teams. Nico, Nico Collins made a, made a big, big play. play. Nico, Nico Collins a made a big play. It's all day. Week. It's all day. I lo- It's one of my favorite new Sunday traditions. And so my pick for Ice Apple Cider, the new hotness, the new coldness is Nico Collins. I love it, man. Yeah, you know I'm a big Nico Collins fan. Um, made the comparison between him and T. Higgins before the season, and I think he's T. Higgins if there was no Jamar Chase in town. Better than T. Higgins this year. Yeah, because well, Who's T. Not? Higgins has been so yeah. banged up. Yeah. Um, but it it's like what you get to see when you have that dominant receiver without a better receiver in front of him. He's got yeah. the target share. Stroud has looked far better than anybody, I think, had thought he was going to be so far. Yeah. I regret trading my only share of nico collins away this season mm. unfortunately but it was a good trade i, I like really, the trade it's a great at the pick. time yeah, yeah thank well, you well Derek Carr's ruined all my chris alave hopes and dreams i still oh man we, we we'll had a pre-show discussion i woke up to some texts from zach shading Derek Carr. i'm the truther i'll take my i'll take my uh i'll take my lumps i right think now. um eight cj stroud targets are equivalent to 15 Derek Carr. targets targets you're right not now. wrong and you it's, are it's brutal it's killing you are me also nico collins getting the touchdowns man yeah i think he's great i think it's not going anywhere i'm i'm in on him in dynasty i'm in on him in redraft it's just it's going to be there stroud is yeah here to stay which means collins is here to stay and it couldn't have come at a better time of collins because i believe his contract is coming up which means yeah. he's paying himself into some big money right now. And so I really hope they, they re-sign him in Houston, man, because that, sh- that chemistry is just something special. I think they have to at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um. So quick question. Rest of season, redraft, because obviously I know your answer for Dynasty, but redraft, rest of season, Nico or Adam Thielen? I think I'd prefer Nico. Because mm. um, of the Thielen has been... Yeah, Thielen's been much more consistent, and yeah. he's got a ton of touchdowns. Unfortunately, yeah. touchdowns can be kind of fickle, yeah, you have, you have do. I don't put much stock into it, but you have the looming threat that Carolina wants to bring in a wide receiver. If that happens, it's going to take away from Thielen's target share. Um, and I think Nico Collins can prove to be more consistent and also just has the boom play potential, I think, that 
Thielen doesn't, but I think they're really similar for the rest of the year. I'd just take the younger guy, a little more upside. Actually, I, I, I think I would take Thielen just for consistency, but I don't, I'm not, I don't hate either pick. That's a very, like, it's flip a coin for me. Um, now, Mr. Zach, we need to get into something here on the, on the podcast. I have a serious question for you. Of course. Are you a candy corn guy or no? It's going to piss you off, but I'm so neutral on candy corn. It's not even funny. Like, I'm not going to go buy it. I don't think it's great. Yeah. Like I prefer other candy, but if it's in a bowl in front of me, I'm eating it. I'm putting yeah. some of them, I'm eating it up. Yeah. I don't care. No, dude. I know I it's like a big debate. Of it like is. It is. You love or hate. Yeah. I think it's fine. I'm so neutral. It's, yeah. I, one of the things I need to address here is that I, I've never thought in my life that something could simultaneously be overrated and underrated. But I think if anything is, it's candy corn because it gets this huge national rep of being the worst piece of garbage ever everybody makes fun of it it's if you get it in your halloween basket you know you got a toilet paper that house it's just those are the rules but personally for me i think it's fine like you said i i I do i did buy some to put in a little dish on my coffee table i want it to look festive it looks Um, good it looks great you gotta say it looks good it's a it's a it is i will say it's mid but i don't think it's this ridiculous thing that it doesn't even deserve the the amount of dumping that it gets because to me it's it's not significant enough but i digress for the purposes of the exercise zach we have deemed candy corn as ass (laughs) so overrated for the purpose great overrated yeah exactly so um i will start off with candy corn because i have one that i feel very strongly about um for the purposes of this exercise i was looking at fantasy finishes i think that's such an underrated way to um you know because it's very easy to look at they're the wide receiver six on the year or whatever, but it takes consistency out of it. So I used consistency and fantasy finishes um, heavily in these arguments. So my candy corn pick is Najee Harris. Um, four out of his five games, he's RB 35 or worse. His highest finish is RB 17. And it happened once twice. Zach, he finished outside of the top 41. This is abysmal. This is a guy who was drafted in a round too high for where he was, for what he looks like. I am not in on Najee Harris, even remotely. And I've encouraged people to load off your shares since week two. And if you didn't listen to me, then you're stuck with the dish of candy corn. And I hope you're happy eating wax. I don't think it's a bad call. I think as long as that offensive line is playing it the way it is, He's not going to succeed. I think the player himself is a little overhated. I think if you put Najee somewhere else, he'd be fine. If you told me tonight Matt Canada got fired from the Steelers, I'm in. I'm in on Najee all of a sudden. You're going to go, I'm going to go get him. I like that. For right now, I'm all the way out. I see him as at the same level I see Jalen Warren. You can hand me one of those two backs and I don't care which one it is. They're both going to get me five to 10 points. It doesn't matter doesn't matter to me i'm like yeah they're not winning me any games but they're gonna give me a warm body in my running back spot right if matt canada gets fired and we get to bring someone in who actually will run an offense yeah i may be back in because Najee has been running at a pretty good clip three of his five games over four yards of carry yeah fine i we're seeing some of the juice back he's a good receiving back this offense is just dysfunctional so in this offense He's candy corn. He's overrated. <laughs> I actually think you you talking about it made me think. 
I do actually think like you take Najee right and you throw him in the Latavius Murray role, I think he'd eat. You know, Bills oh, have been doing. If you put Najee on the Bills, he would be one of the best running backs. He'd be a top twenty guy, I think, uh, and I don't think so he good. would necessarily. Yeah, yeah. He's I don't know because I still think I don't think he... right now. Yeah, he's five receptions. He's considered one of the best receiving backs in the NFL coming out of college. You know, yeah, he was. had a good, a great first year, not a great second year. And he's got five receptions in five games. That's one a game. What are you doing? Yeah. You know what how we doing? love the word juice? He doesn't have juice, it feels like. I think he's got some juice. He doesn't have that up end speed, but man's getting hit. He at is. the line of scrimmage he, he is. every you, time. That's very fair. And and unfortunately, that is what we're dealing with with Najee right now. Yeah, so hopefully... Fantasy. He's straight Canada. King. He's overrated. You can barely play him as an RB2. He's 100%. Barely an RB3. What is he, like 40 on the season? 42. He had his bye already, so give him that bump. But it's horrible. They have one of the best schedules for running backs in the back half of the season. They play Cincinnati, Arizona, New England, Indianapolis, and Cincinnati, who are all bottom tier. And yeah. I'm not going out and... I'm not trading for him unless Matt Canada gets fired. No, unless no. there's changes to this offense, he's yeah. not it. I agree. I think I think Candy Corn, hundred percent. In Dynasty, do you have any interest in him? If if do you think this offense can change a little? Do you think I'm they can? Extreme. Do you trust Mike Tomlin to write the ship in a year? Do you want to go get him cheap and see if maybe he comes back a little? It would have to be clearance cheap. It would have to be secret rack in the back that you get the you're half off of the, of the sticker you're, no, price. You're rebuilding a little. You yeah. got Adam Thielen on your roster. Are you trading him straight up no. for Harris? Hell no. If you're rebuilding? No, I'm not doing it. What are you doing with him? I If I have Thielen or if I have Najee? If you have Thielen and you're rebuilding, you don't need him on your team, and you got a contender who's staring at Najee Harris and being like, I don't want this guy. No, you I wouldn't, wouldn't trade send Thielen for him. No, I think you could get what more. What would you do with him? Think you get more on you the think open you market. get more? I do. For a running, what, what, what running back do you think you could get for Thielen and Dynasty right now? Um, I think you could probably make a swing at like a James Cook. I think you could make a swing at like a Kyron Williams type of player. Like, you know, maybe that's reaching a little high, but I think you could get a swing at like a guy who isn't quite that top five, top 10. But like, look, Thielen, bro, is a top five receiver right now, whether or not mm -hmm. he, we think he'll maintain that. Plus, he's old, but I do think you could go out and get like I, I wonder. Do you, could you get a Derrick Henry? Probably not, right? Do you want a Derrick Henry as a rebuilder? In Dynasty? No yeah, no, you're you right. You're want... right. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think I would. I think I would go out. I'd get Najee Harris, Oof. or maybe I don't know. Maybe like a Tajay Spears. You're saying you would trade but... hot apple cider for candy corn right now? You do realize that, right? If I'm rebuilding, if I'm re I I still like Najee the player. I think he's still yeah. a good running back. Yeah. I think a lot of the issues this year are just people having that take lock of what they saw last year of his broken yeah. foot with a metal plate. Right. And yeah. it's just the team is terrible. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough, man. All right. Well, who's your candy corn pick? Candy corn over overrated. People loved him. Thought he was great. One of the best route runners in the NFL. Jerry Judy. I mean, Oof. I think he's gotten too much. I, you know, oh, let me get out ahead of this though. I think what Steve Smith did on national media was messed up, disrespectful, Stupid. and it should not have happened. Stupid. I hate this trend. By, of, yeah. I did not like it. He felt yeah. slighted personally by Jerry Judy. So he says, I'll tell people not to trade for him. He's trash. But gross. Come on. Yeah. Get, get over yourself. I love Steve Smith. He's I one of too. my favorite players. That, that felt like a step too far in the, come on, 
a player is a player. Show him some respect. Yeah. Don't 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 hurt his bag like that. Yeah, I was messed up. But for fantasy purposes and for what people think of him in the NFL, I don't think he's a number one. To echo that message, I don't think he's it. I, I don't think he's a great route runner. I don't think we've seen anything elite from him. He had some good finishes last year. I like can't lie. He finished as a wide receiver too. He got targets like crazy. Let me see. Last year he finished as a wide receiver 21, 22. So just back end wide receiver two. But it's the only season he's finished in the top 24 in his career. He's going to be out of Denver this year. I don't know if you saw his interview where he was like, oh, you know, wide receivers have so much. You know, the, the O-line has to do his job. The quarterback has to do his job. So I'm just not getting it done. Basically, like, I know the situation is bad there. It is. It's really bad. Don't be blaming your teammates. No, 100%. It's not a good look. And, and I, But I just, the only hedge I have is that it's Russell Wilson. Like, at this stage of Russell Wilson's career, I've said for a long time that I think he's well done. Don't take him to the table. You're going to get the stakes sent back. Like, he is not at all... I don't, I don't see him being good ever again. I really don't. But Russ, is, Russ has been getting it done for fantasy. For fantasy, he's a Zach. top twelve quarterback. So, so you love Derek Carr too, right? You know what? For Russ fantasy. has looked better than Derek Carr. I don't think Russ has looked terrible this year. So you think he's Denver's thrown... defense is that much worse than the Saints? I actually do. I actually, think I do. They are. I think they're disgustingly they worse than the Saints. Supposed to be a quarterback away. What the hell happened, dude? That what franchise the hell has happened? fumbled the bag. But oh I no God. longer think this team is putting the blame on Russell Wilson, and I don't think they should. I think he's yeah. looked fine. I think he's looked competent. He's not yeah. making as many mistakes, and he's throwing some good balls out there. I just don't think Judy's that guy. I think people were hoping he'd make the leap to a wide receiver one, a top 12 kind of guy. I don't think that's in his range of outcomes ever. I don't think no matter where he goes, who trades for him, I don't think he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm not, I agree with you about Jerry Judy. I, I think the talent is there. Not unlike Najee. I think both of our candy corn picks, very reflective of my feelings of candy corn, could be good in the right environment. You know, I'm going to grab a handful of wax if the opportunity presents itself. I had some before I jumped on the air today. I have to be honest. So, you know, it is what it is. Candy sitting in my house. Same, I don't bro. What I am I going to do? I bought it to look festive and now it's almost gone and it's not good. Um, so, you know, they they're both in the right environment. They're fine, but they're they're not in the right environment right now. No question. So, um, no. Next and I up, even think if you put Judy in the right environment, I don't think his ceiling is there. I think he's a two. I think he's gonna be a two. I don't think we he already takes... know he can be a two. I mean, he 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 was a twenty one last year. I think that's his ceiling. I think what we saw yeah. from him last year is the best we could have got from him. Him on the in Chiefs. A, you a... don't think he's a wide receiver one? No, I do. No, actually. I don't. I think he would one. He'd be the second option in that offense just yeah. by himself. Yeah, and oh, that would he's be not Tyreek. He's not taking oh. the game over ever. So I they don't think he's got he it. would though. They thought he would when he came. They into did. The league, they thought dude. he I would was... when he came out of Alabama, and yeah. he's never proved to be a top end route runner. He's got some flashy routes, but consistency's not his thing. And I don't think he's gonna take. I don't think he'll ever be the digs level receiver the Tyreek yeah. like he's not taking any games over he's a two he's better. i don't, I don't, I don't hate think that. he's even better than amari cooper right now I don't, I don't hate that take i think similar i think he could he that might be a ceiling for him but even then cooper's had some good days um mr zach how do you feel about pumpkin seeds i'm a big fan of pumpkin seeds so you, so this pumpkin seed pay our next fall treat that we're comparing to a fantasy player is pumpkin seeds and it's a, to each their own thing so zach loves them so zach's gonna give us a player he probably loves who do you got for pumpkin seed? 
I actually went with a little bit of like a, a controversial player of like, you either like him on your roster or you don't. Just like pumpkin seeds. It's perfect. It's Debo Samuel for me. Mm, Debo Samuel is my pumpkin seeds because every time I'm looking at Debo Samuel in a draft, I got to say this year I was looking at him and I went, I can't draft this guy. I can't do it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like him on my team. You know why I don't like him on a team? Because he's either hurt or he disappears or he scores 40 points. There's no Mm -hmm. in between. Mm -hmm. And this year he's been eight points, 20, 22, zero, 10, one. That's crazy. That's so ugly, bro. I can't even hear that. The one was against Cleveland and he got knocked out of the game. But against Arizona, he had, he was a decoy. He wasn't fully healthy. They put him out there anyway. You probably started him, and he got 0.6 points. It's just he's one of those players that you may like Debo because you're like, I don't care when he sucks because when he gets me 20 points, it's great. Can't be that. Can't be that. Some people love it. It's the same thing. It's really that anybody on this 49ers offense is you just throw him out there every week because same with George Kittle. You're going to get three touchdowns sometimes. Sometimes you're going to get two yards. Sometimes you're going to get three touchdowns. And that's Debo Samuel for me is someone is like some people love having him on his roster because yeah. he gets 20 points. Some people hate him because you never know when it's going to happen. And that yeah. for me, he's hard to roster. He's yeah. my pumpkin seeds. I love it, man. I, and I think Debo Samuel personally is he's you said hard to roster. I would say unrosterable for me because I don't care about 20 point games. If I could get a goose or a one pointer or even an eight pointer, like all that is just so mid like that's not that floor is nothing that's such a low floor and they don't use him like a receiver zach they don't use him like a receiver he gets the sweeps he gets the screens he gets the you know the gadgets and it's cool it's fine like kyle shanahan might be a genius for the way he utilizes debo samuel but not on my fantasy team i i I don't want that i don't want sweeps and throws behind the line of scrimmage and all that like it's just too like iuk is out there setting the world on fire running normal routes and being a normal receiver. I wish Debo got that treatment once in a while. I don't care if you do an occasional sweep or an occasional screen, but it's all, it feels like it's all Debo gets and I'm out. Shockingly enough. He, he is a good middle of the field receiver. He's one of the best. He in the would NFL if they use him there. They don't use they him do. there. He runs crossers. He runs digs. He runs corners. He runs a lot of in breaking routes that he does get work in there. You see a lot of the screen and flashes and stuff, but he does get his targets across the field, and he's usually successful on them. When you watch just a not 49ers game and you see a completion to a receiver, you're you're, you, and it's a normal completion, and it's Debo. You're like, what the hell is that? That's weird. He does run them. I know it's I know it's the like opinion, but like he does get the the targets. He gets in three games. He's had seven, nine, twelve targets, and they all haven't been dink and dunks. He runs crossers. He's got a great feel for zone coverage. That's what I'm saying, though. That's my point is if they let him do that exclusively, I think he'd be so much more successful in fantasy football. It's hard. It's hard. He's just a boom-bust player, but you can't say he's unrosterable because if he was on the waiver wire, I know damn well you'd pick him up. I, I actually just well had that thought. On your team. I actually just had that thought, and the question, the, the, the answer is yes, but I'd try to trade him. But, but you'd pick him up. And yeah, of course, obviously, because he's got this value. in Minnesota, he let's name. say he was healthy. You're playing him in Minnesota. You're doing it because <laughs> cause he's he's valuable. He's, he he's going to finish he the season as a wide receiver weekend, too. Yeah. It's tough. He he's should have a good seeds. game this weekend. He's pumpkin seeds 100%. That's a great call. Um, my pumpkin seeds is a little bit more controversial in a sense that this player is a player I actually love. 
And I think you can prepare pumpkin seeds in a way that you can love them. I don't know if you've ever baked them fresh from a pumpkin that you pick yourself. Of course. I've a little see, seasoning I don't, salt. I was Beautiful. just going to say you throw a little salt on them. I don't know if you've ever done the cinnamon joints where you throw like the frosting on them and stuff. You get the sweet pumpkin seeds. No. There's a way to have frosting? them really good. Dude, you got to Google it. Google like pumpkin seed recipes. It's crazy. But there, but there's a way there's a way that pumpkin seeds can be prepared. You get the David pack at the at the gas station and you're just underwhelmed. You're like, what the hell am I eating? I think this player represents the duality of pumpkin seeds, similarly to your player. Um, but right now, this player is very meh. And I'm talking about Mike Evans. And this is the week one itis case, Zach. Mike Evans had an explosion in week one. He's been exploding all season in the first couple of weeks. And then he's fallen off so hard. And it's what Mike Evans does. And I know because I've had him in Dynasty. And I've seen the breadth of the Mike Evans experience. Um, he he had a great game in weeks one and two. But in the time since, he's been wide receiver 20, wide receiver 56, and wide receiver 44. That is unstable. Borderline unstartable. I'm actually to the point where I'm throwing Christian Watson in to my lineup over Mike Evans because I just I can't I can't deal with the David pumpkin seeds right now. I need baked, fresh pick from the pumpkins myself with the cinnamon and the seasoning salt, but I'm getting Davids from the gas station and they're stale Davids at that. So Mike Evans is my pick for pumpkin seeds. I think that's a great pick, especially because like you said, these two are super similar. I I view Mike Evans really similarly as I do Debo, where you're going to have weeks where he gets two catches for 40 yards on his 10 targets, especially with Baker back there. But then you're going to have weeks where he's got two touchdowns on 10 targets and a hundred yards. So Ed, looking at the year back, Minnesota, Chicago, Philadelphia, New Orleans, all bottom in the barrel against wide receivers. Comes back, Detroit, pretty low against wide receivers, only had four catches for 49 yards, but he got 10 targets. 10 targets in three of five games so far. Like he's going to get it done some weeks, and some right. weeks he's going to just absolutely burn you. And yeah. same with Debo. If someone dropped Mike Evans, you're picking him up. Oh, hell yeah. And, and, and Mike Evans, him. It's for me, it's a little easier because we have a – uh, this body of work where he's never had less than a thousand yards. He's never finished outside of, I want to say the top 24, but it might even be higher than that. He's freakishly consistent, but in his consistency, there is a freakish amount of inconsistency from week to week. Not one season in his entire career outside the top 24. He's a freak. He's, I love him. He's special. He's a dynasty staple. He will always have a spot on my team, but he will not always have a, a spot in my starting lineup. It's matchup dependent. It's, NBA jam rules. If he's heating up, I'll, I'll consider it. But I, Zach, I cannot do it with the inconsistency. And, and that's that to me, that's pumpkin seeds. I've had good ones. I've had bad ones. This, this, this uh, last couple of weeks have been really bad. And to further your point, moving on, he, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the third worst schedule for yeah. wide receivers the rest of the way. And I don't know if it's going to matter. He's still going to get some targets. boom weeks there's gonna be times you want yeah. him you know yeah. and that's that's just tough he's a hard guy to deal with you know he's a wide receiver too probably but they're not coming consistently so yeah. you got to balance out the rest of your roster to make up for it i think this is a great question to end the show on we've had a phenomenal time we appreciate everybody who listens to the show who checks out our clips make sure you're following coffee shop sports across the socials instagram tiktok coffee shop fb on twitter zach and i put a lot into this stuff we love doing this stuff for you guys we love having fun we love doing coffee reviews we're going to try to up our content game so be on the lookout for that hopefully this episode finds its way to youtube so be subscribed to youtube please we but we i just want to thank everybody who listens before we send them off uh 
Zach, is Mike Evans a sell in Dynasty right now? I might be selling. I mean, starting, you probably have to with this age if you it. can. Yeah. But if you're contending, I wouldn't, so. I am contending, but I kind of feel like I might have the depth. I do have Christian Watson, as I told you. I have Stephon Diggs. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I have other pieces that make him expendable, but they're not coming to my mind right now. Um, Watson, Diggs. Uh, actually, I really don't. Sutton. I have T. Higgins. You know I love Wandale Robinson. Um, I have Wandale. I don't know. Would you sell if you were me? Hypothetically. No. I'd ride it until the wheels fall off with Evans. He's one of those guys that probably just stay on my roster until, until he retires. Until he's done, yeah. I almost oh. bought his jersey when he had that. Um, he won me my championship last year. I almost bought his jersey. I remember. I thought about it. Yes, and I almost benched him, and you talked me out of it. Um, and you're talking me out of trading him right now. Zach, noted pumpkin seed best over here. He wants Debo. <laughs> he wants Evans. He, he loves pumpkin seeds, clearly. Well, thanks, everybody, for a great episode of the Hell Coffee yeah. Shop. Kevin, thanks for having you here, man. Amazing, man. And- Wonderful time, as always. This month, stay spooky out there. Hell yeah. Peace.